if you have the time, if you have the drive and you're really passionate about it, do it because passion is, uh, it takes you halfway there. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I am your host, Chase Clymer. And uh, today on the show, we've got another founder sharing their story. Uh, and this one is, is really fun. It's a, it's a unique business. So today, we're welcoming to the show Mark Fatchler from Vistro. Welcome. Welcome. How are you doing? Good. Good. How are you? Glad to be here. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, so as we're recording this, we are one week away from Black Friday. And, uh, and, and right before, we were talking about how much fun we're having getting prepared for that. So let's, let's talk a bit about Vistro before we kind of talk about your history. So you're the leading plant-based meal delivery company in the US. Talk a bit about kind of that business model and what you guys are, are doing and how you're servicing your customers. Great. So, so we make uh, fully prepared uh, plant-based meals. So it's a little bit different from uh, what people are used, most people are used to, which is, uh, you know, they send you the ingredients. Uh, we send you the, the f- complete meal. Uh, you just have to heat and eat. It arrives frozen. You just keep it in the freezer and uh, eat it whenever you want. So you don't have to worry about it going bad. So there's, uh, it would create less food waste. Uh, most of the ingredients used in our meals are organic. Uh, we don't add any preservatives and we try to balance them as best as possible. Uh, so that you get everything you need with every meal. That's awesome. So some of your competitors out there are some of those other kind of direct consumer box companies, uh, but you kind of found uh, your own little niche with uh, the plant-based options. Yes, uh, a couple of different uh, little spaces that uh, that there's not a lot of competition. One is uh, is plant-based, and the other one is uh, like I mentioned before, frozen. Uh, there's been a lot of research showing that when you freeze. A meal, especially if you freeze them at, at the optimum level, the cloud stops sticking. So when you uh, thaw them or heat them up, then it's uh, it's almost like if they were as good as fresh. Oh yeah, absolutely. So are these options? Are they both vegan and vegetarian, or do you have kind of both? So everything that we make is uh, 100% plant based. So absolutely no animal products, uh, no uh, no dairy, no meats. Uh, no fish and not even honey. Absolutely. That, that's kind of writing your marketing message there a bit. So let's go back to before Vistro. You were an investment banker. Tell us about that and how you kind of transitioned to starting this company. Yes. Uh, so I worked in investment banking and private equity before starting the company. And um, I was struggling because I was working very long hours. I would get home really late at night. And all I wanted to do was eat something quick so I could go to bed. Uh, I made a lot of really bad choices, um, ate tons of frozen meals from the supermarket and, uh, and frozen pizza. And a lot of that stuff has uh, a lot of preservatives and ingredients that I couldn't even pronounce. So I started looking for healthier, convenient options. And there weren't that many out there. That's why I decided to start something on my own. Yeah, I think that's the origin story of a lot of businesses is I was trying to solve a need for myself. And then I realized a lot of other people probably had that same need. That's exactly right. 
So what was the first iteration of the product? What was the MVP uh, product that you were kind of coming to market with first? Well, I was uh, a little aggressive uh, with uh, the way I wanted to do things. So, um, so basically, I set up the company. I uh, recruited my sister, who is uh, great at marketing. Uh, I knew that I was going to need somebody in marketing. My background is finance and operations. Uh, so she joined the company, and uh, we hired an amazing chef that uh, created about 20 recipes and that's and we launched with those 20 recipes uh, most of those recipes are still available in our menu uh, right now we have about close to 60 uh, different uh, meals to choose from so you said it was a little aggressive what was the what was the aggressive part of that launch strategy well I didn't start with just two or three products uh, I figured that if uh, in a business like this if you want people to to keep coming back you have to give them variety so um, I, you know, we did some uh, research on the on the menu, but most of it, it was uh, it was our chef's uh, creation that uh, did it all for us. That's awesome having great team members on your team. We got very lucky from the start. We got very lucky with the people that have joined the company. So, when did you guys start the company? Uh, the company, the website launched in May 2013. I started working on it uh, about 12 months before that. And we've been in business. I mean, we've been in business for uh, about six and a half years. Awesome. So, when you launched the first version of the website, were you uh, was it an e-commerce website or was it a little more of an old school uh, system to kind of acquire the products? Well, I didn't know much about e-commerce when uh, when I started this. I figured that I would learn along the way, and uh, it was. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was very difficult, but uh, we got through it. Our first website was uh, launched on Magento, and it was very complicated. We didn't have uh, a programmer or a developer to help us out with changes, so we had to hire uh, a company to do it for us, which, which started getting very expensive. And then about a year later, we decided to change to Shopify, which uh, gave us the opportunity to make the changes ourselves. Uh, until we were able to afford a, a developer, you know that's what we hear a lot. Is uh, some of the systems that are out there are just a bit too complicated to maintain yourself. Obviously, if you want a big functionality change or something like that, you're usually going to hire out. But you know, just the maintenance of the site, swapping out some pictures and some copy, it should be you know it should be user friendly for just someone to get in there and do it. Exactly. If you're paying somebody to do the basic things, uh, you know you're going to go out of business very quickly. Absolutely. So, uh, back when you guys launched on Magento, you were selling these direct consumers. Was there any? Uh, was there? Is it all subscription based, or was it one off? Uh, you know, were you doing bundles? When we started, we started all one offs. Um, I wasn't a big fan of subscriptions, and I wanted to give the, the customers the opportunity to say, "Hey, you know what? I like it. I'm going to keep coming back." Um, but we kept getting a lot of complaints from customers that said, "We love our food. It's just very inconvenient that we have to keep." Uh, coming back and ordering. So uh, we launched with Magento a very small subscription, basically just our weight loss plans. We started doing our subscription. And um, it, was, uh, it wasn't a very good uh, software that we were using for the subscription. It didn't give the, us or the customer a lot of flexibility. When we changed to Shopify, things changed and it became a lot easier for everybody. Now about seventy, we still offer one-offs, uh, but about seventy or eighty percent of our uh, of our orders are subscription orders. 
That's amazing. So what I heard there, uh, I'm going to point out is you personally didn't think subscriptions were going to be a, a big part of it. But you listened to your customers, you took that feedback in and you tried it out. And that was probably one of the better moves you made along the way. That's correct. And that's something that's been very, very valuable for us. We've done since the beginning. We've always had the pulse on... Uh, finger on the pulse on what customers say and what customers want. And it's actually the customers that have uh, helped us uh, you know, get to where we are in terms of you know, the website or uh, the products that we offer. Oh, yeah. So uh, what, what uh, software are you using to help you with the subscriptions today? Uh, right now, we use uh, uh, Recharge. That's the big player in that space is usually Recharge. So I was, I was trying to get the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Recharge been, uh, has been really good for us. We actually changed to Recharge uh, late last year. And um, our, subscription, uh, our active subscribers have gone up like crazy because of all the flexibility that uh, we're able to offer them. Oh yeah, just giving people the options that they want always always works. Exactly, frequency and box size, you know, makes it a lot easier. Yeah, let's be honest. Today, all of your customers are going to have questions, and what are you doing to manage all those questions? Do you have a help desk for your business? One of our sponsors of today's episode is Gorgeous, and Gorgeous is the number one rated help desk for e-commerce. It integrates seamlessly with Shopify. We have installed it on a bunch of stores. It's also used by brands like Movement and Rothy's. And what it does is it takes all of your customer insights and information, brings it into one amazing dashboard, so you can solve their problem as quick as possible. If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit gorgeous.link slash honest. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot L-I-N-K slash H-O-N-E-S-T to get your second month free. Let's kind of go back to the beginning of it though. Uh, and let's talk about as you're growing the company, what were some of the marketing strategies that your sister was kind of testing out there to try to try to bring people into the company? You know, where did it act where did it click and it start to, you know, start to grow? So we started with pretty much no marketing budget. Uh, we started the company with very little uh, funds. So uh, we bootstrapped the whole way into where we are. So the first thing that we did is uh, Monica, she's my sister Monica and I, we started contacting uh, vegan bloggers. Uh, there weren't Instagram influencers back then, so it was all about the bloggers. We contacted them, we asked them, you know, the vegan ones were the low hanging fruit, so those were the first ones we contacted. And uh, we offered to send them food for them to try, and if they liked it, they could write about us. And uh, we had a lot of success uh, with that. We, you know, I would say, 98% of the packages that we sent, uh, we saw a write-up about, a uh, very positive write-up. And that helped us uh, get started. Um, you know, Down the road, we started doing a little bit of uh, Facebook advertising as, you know, as we started developing a marketing budget. But uh, in the beginning, it was all uh, free advertising. Yeah, and uh, it's it's just that easy to get started. It's If you believe in your product and you find the right people to to... Write about it to review it. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head there. You're like, all right, our audience and our market are going to be probably vegans and vegetarians. Like, we need to find a source that will, you know, that like, where is our audience looking for information about that? And then you find those bloggers and you reach out to them. You know, it's a pretty easy strategy to clone into any small business. 
Yeah, and you know, then uh, once you run out of a uh, of vegan and vegetarian uh, bloggers, you know, you move into you know busy moms, people with allergies. You know, you branch out into different uh, segments that you know could maybe a little bit smaller, but uh, you start getting more and more write ups, and at the end, you know, uh, helps the business. Oh, absolutely. And, and you got to diversify over time. You can't put all, all of your eggs in one basket, as they say. Um, so these days, what, what's kind of like the marketing mix look like these days? Uh, right now, we do a lot of uh, paid social, uh, paid search. Uh, we do uh, tons of affiliates. We do some, uh, some print, very little, only when it's very targeted. And um, we do some influencers. Uh, we've uh, we've tried bigger influencers. Usually, the, the micro influencers work uh, work best for us. I've heard that a few times. Um, you know, and and uh, we've tried uh, podcasts. We, right now, we're at the point where we're venturing into uh, channels uh, that we haven't tried before because of uh, budget constraints. And uh, some of them work. You know, the, the uh, investments a little bit higher, so we try them out. If, it, if they work, we continue doing them. If uh, they don't, then we just stop. Yeah, well, uh, like you said, podcasts. Uh, obviously, our audience is a bit more on the uh, technical side or, or you know, entrepreneur side. But I'm sure that there are some that will be curious about the products that you have to offer. Yes, definitely. I would hope so. Absolutely. I mean, I know, I know that uh, my business partner is a vegetarian. He's he's been on the site before. Oh, great. Well, we're gonna have to send you some food. Oh, I've, oh, I'll I'll let him know. He'll be excited about that. I'm on the other end of the spectrum, though. To be honest, uh, I'm I'm more of a carnivore, I guess. <laughs> well, the beauty about this is that you don't have to be one or the other. You can eat both. That's that's actually true. You know, that's absolutely true. A lot of our customers, they're meat eaters, but they do understand that there's a healthier way to eat. But they don't want to sacrifice uh, what they like, and we're fine with that. Uh, you know, the more plants you eat, it's better for you, it's better for the planet, and it's better for the animals. But you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be a hundred percent one or the other. Yeah, you sound just like Sean. He's like, you just, you know, you gotta put some in your diet, bud. You're getting, you're getting up there. Yeah, exactly. And once you once you put some in your diet, you're gonna see that you're really not sacrificing that much. Oh no, not at all. So you guys are you guys are cooking along, uh, you know. There, you're starting to see some wins with these these bloggers. Uh, let's kind of talk about the other side of the coin. You know, what was what was like one of the biggest learning uh, mistakes? I guess you know, there's always some that always stand out when you're growing a business. Uh, just to see if anyone else uh, you can help anyone else avoid it. Well, the biggest mistake that we made, and that's uh, this, you know, this was my really my first uh, business that that was taking off. Uh, I started a business before, but uh, but I left before we we got to market on that one. But the biggest mistake that uh, that I would say is that I started the business and I didn't set money aside for working capital. Um, I assumed that uh, when we launched the company, I would send an email to all my friends and uh, Facebook message everybody in my contact list and everybody would come in and buy and I would, we would get started. And the, that didn't work out the way I expected. We didn't get one order from any of my contacts. Uh, so you know, it was a little scary. I had payroll and I had rent to pay. And so the first few months uh, was a little scary. Um, and then the other mistake is that when you get an opportunity to raise funds, uh, raise as much as you can because it's very time consuming and uh, we've had to do it on different occasions and it takes away, especially in a small company where you need to focus on what you're doing, it takes away from that focus. 
that is some amazing advice right there. Uh, you know, you can bootstrap it so long, but once you start to get some traction, there's nothing wrong with taking some investment to to turn up the gas per se. Exactly. Awesome. So we're coming in. Uh, you know, obviously we're recording this a week before Black Friday and Cyber Monday. It's not going to come out probably till the end of January, but. You know, marketing is still marketing. So, what's some of the some of the stuff you guys have cooking up for uh, for the the sale next week? What it, what kind of sales are you guys offering with the subscriptions, or you know, how do you guys approach bigger holiday sales? Okay, so we usually our biggest uh, discounts are Black Friday and Cyber Monday. We always save those uh, for the end of the year, and uh, it's really good sales coming up. I can't share with you the amount; it's a, always a surprise. But uh, our customers and especially people that want to try it, it's the best time to do it. Awesome. Cool. Well, is there anything that you want to share with our audience before I let you go today? You know, eat healthy, healthy environment. Uh, the, you know, the world won't last forever at this rate. So we, everybody has to, to put in their part. And uh, you know, eating, it's a, it's a good way to do it because you're helping yourself as well. Uh, on the entrepreneurial side, if you have a really good idea, you know, and everybody tells you don't do it, if you have the time, if you have the drive, and you're really passionate about it, do it because passion is uh, takes you halfway there. That's it. You just gotta get started and keep doing it. Exactly. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, if anyone's interested in learning more about Mark or about Vistro, you can just visit vistro.com. Thanks everybody, and tune in next week. Thank you very much. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at electriceye.io slash connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.